You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassman coming right back at you here at Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to go ahead and support us here at the Lakers Fast Break, including if you're interested, thrivefantasy.com the leader in daily fantasy player prop betting. You can go ahead and download that app today on your mobile phone or go to thrivefantasy.com. And with your first deposit and you type in the code LFB, they'll match it dollar for dollar up to $50 as long as your first deposit is at least $20. And that's from our friends at Thrive Fantasy. Another game we just... Floated on by, everyone. Floated on by. But you know what? We did pull it out again. Stop me if you ever heard this before. The Lakers floated in, floated through the game, started out strong, kind of floated somewhere in the middle, and then again pulled it out at the end, late, 108-94 over the Memphis Grizzlies. Again, LeBron, we got to give him a pat in the back because that guy doesn't seem to age. He's a cyborg each and every time out closes out the game strong for us and really gave us that that boost of energy when we need it the most. And here today to talk about the game is two great guests indeed. First up, it's the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom. Again, focus, it's just so hard. I know, I know for the Lakers, it's easy to say, but again, we're just floating on by seemingly we got off to a great start, which I know is something that you were constantly just talking about game after game last year. We got off to a great start. Then all of a sudden, we just lost our focus. 17-0 run by Memphis. They pulled away by as many as 12. We scrambled to get back, led at halftime, and then a little bit back and forth during the third quarter. But finally, finally, we pulled it out in the end. It's hard, Gerald, not to get you spoiled when you're a Lakers fan, um, especially the way that we played in the playoffs. And, and you just have to remember that it hasn't even been three months since the playoffs. Um, we only had 71 days between the start of the new season and the end of the old season. We only had three weeks of training camp. We only had four preseason games. And we're essentially now still sort of playing like preseason. I do think that this was a nice win for the Lakers because they, they stretched it out. It wasn't close. Um, other than allowing that 36 points in the first half, we, we in the first quarter. We really nailed down 
the defense 18, 21, and 19 points the next three quarters. And we held them under 100 points, notwithstanding, you know, the fact that they, they had a nice run at the end of the first quarter. Uh, they're an undermined team. They're missing, uh, they're missing their two best players. And when you're talking about a guys of the quality of Morant and, and uh, uh, you, you know, it's, it's one of those games where it's, it's easy to be a trap game. Yeah. And at least the Lakers went through and they, they took care of business. There was some good play. We had six guys, double figures, which is good to see. So we have nice balanced scoring. It was another soft game by AD offensively. He couldn't seem to find his rhythm um, defensively still struggling. You know, um, I think he still has, I think he's still at two block shots for the year. So, you know, it, you, you just got to take this games as you see them. And, and these are, these are games that are basically probably for another week or two. We're going to see a lot of sloppy play, a lot of guys trying to find their legs, a lot of players trying to get used to their teammates and we just got to be grateful that we won five and two. Yeah, five and two indeed. We we do have to be grateful, and and I agree with you on that. It's just you know you see that there is more for this team than right. what they're doing for now. They're just like you said in a lot of ways. In fact, I think you mentioned it on our game with that we did last time with the New Year's. As far as San Antonio, sometimes they're just going through the motions. Sometimes yeah. they're just going through sets and you don't see that extra amount of energy that they have. And I understand that it's going to be that way for at least some time in the early goings until they realize, you know, it's time to kick in. We've seen that with all the great championship teams, mostly the Lakers with Shaq and with Kobe back in the early days. They would never turn it on until like three quarters away in the season. Then they would find that second notch. And in fact, the best Lakers team of all time in the playoffs yeah, they didn't even finish first in the conference, if I remember correctly. So that's, you know, they just finally decided, hey, it's the playoffs. Let's go ahead and start to play now. So I get that. I understand that. But you don't want to get caught into too many trap games, even though. And thank you, by the way, who gave us the uh, thumbs up. So we truly appreciate it. Uh, I will say this. It, you just you don't want to get caught into too many trap games. But I have a feeling we're going to be caught into more games like these, at least in the early goings. And here today to also talk about this as well is a good man indeed. You know him as Magic Man at Lakerholics.com. It is Sean Grice. And Sean, thanks again for joining us as always. I do want to ask you, I mean, what do you think that we can do differently to maybe get a little bit more fire? I'm not expecting the world to go ahead and, you know, just upend itself with the Lakers that are concerned. I'm just asking for a little bit more fire every now and then. Absolutely, Gerald. I thought that the the beginning of the third quarter and the beginning of the fourth quarter were kind of a telltale of what we've seen so far this season. The opening possessions of the third quarter, Miss LeBron shot, Miss Kuzma three, Miss Kuzma three, Miss Gasol three, turnover in the post. We had eight empty possessions at the beginning of the third quarter, and it allowed Memphis to take an early lead. We didn't score until 8-11 in the third. In the fourth quarter, it was a different story, right? LeBron yeah. went high screen and roll with whoever. Kyle, come up here. Trez, come up here. AD, come up here. Anybody, come up here. Um, and usually when we've seen him do this in Cleveland or Miami, usually when he's trying to do the high screen and roll, he's trying to get himself going. He's trying to get... Um, you know, some soft mid-range shots or some step-back threes, or he's trying to get somebody else going. Well, we shot 6 of 10 
and took a, I believe it was a eight point lead. And, you know, because LeBron stepped on the gas at the right time, we were able to get out of Dodge Gerald. But like you said, there are going to be a couple of games this year where you just, you put the pedal to the metal too late, man. And somebody's already crossed off the line, with the flag down. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It is the NBA, you know, and you have to remember that these are the 300 best basket, even the guys that are coming off the bench, replacing John Morant and, and, and so forth. They're, they're still great players, you know, and, and uh, yep. just like Memphis this went through NBA, that streak. Tom. When Memphis went through that streak from going nine down to 12 up, you know, it, it can happen anytime in the NBA. It's not going to happen for the whole game if the Lakers pay attention and they're not, Memphis is not a great offensive team. They're not a great defensive team, especially with the players that they have missing. So, you know, it's it's almost like an inevitability that at some point in time the Lakers would take over and and, and win the game. I, I do thought that, I do think that they they made some strides defensively today. Some of the rotations were better. You know, it's it's an odd thing. Uh, Vogel is still experimenting with lineups. You know, I, I was I'm in the middle of an article for. For Lakerholics.com and for Medium, talking about the defense and you know whether the title of the article is "Did we did we trade our championship defense for a little more offense?" And uh, a couple of stats that really jump out at me, uh, and the same thing happened in this game. A few week about a, two weeks ago, Vogel said basically that our our starting closing lineup, the lineup that we're going to count on for for being our Death Star lineup at the end of the games and so forth, is basically going to be A.D. LeBron, uh, Markeith, and two guards. Yeah. Well, yep. you know how many times that we've played that lineup so far this season in seven games? We've played it just in two games for a yeah. total of six minutes. And, and then on top of that, the guy who is 15th out of the 15 players who played at least 10 minutes for the ga game for the Lakers, last in defensive rating is none other than Anthony Davis at 114 points defensive rating. He's the last, the worst rating on the team. And I'm sure he didn't improve that today. So it's you definitely can see that Frank Vogel has got us in this experiment mode. He wants to find out, you know, what he can get from Trez, what he can get from Gasol. Who's going to play well with them? I thought there were some spark plugs today. I thought Dennis Schroeder, again, you know, several times made some great plays, some great hustle plays, uh, some great defensive plays. I love the way that he slides himself through screens. You know, he doesn't let himself get screened off. His weakness, obviously, is when he gets mismatched with somebody really big because he doesn't have the size or the weight to really, you know, defend somebody of that type. We just have to be good for the, you know, glad that we got LeBron James on this team. I mean, uh, I would like to see the team come out. If I was going to do, you know, to answer the question that Gerald put to you, what would I do differently? I would tell the team, don't take any jump shots in the first quarter. Watch Start the language, quarter going to the basket, you know? Yeah, watch well, the language. Be, oh, sorry about that. Should be I watched Cobra Kai this weekend. I'm just letting you know, I'm kind of fired up already. <laughs> Even My apologies, Gerald. Like, 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 D Dang is a decent defender, no doubt, no doubt. If you're gonna go into the the lane with him, you're gonna get a shot blocked back in your face once or twice. But Tom's right. Valanciunas is out there, and he is a defensive liability. You get him on a mismatch, 
I mean, God bless Jonas. He's a he's a great offensive player, and I loved him with his time in the Raptors. But if you get him on an island, you can take advantage of him. And I didn't see enough of that early on. I, I think Tom's right. I think early on, you got to pound, you got to pound the lane, just pound it, pound it, pound it. Because, like you said, Gerald, the other night, no one's guarding the three point line. No one is guarding that line. So, you know, teams need to take away at least one of three offensive weapons that teams try to utilize, right? Free throws, drives to the hoop, and the three. If you can take away one of the three in a game, normally you're going to win. Same in football. It, it's like three phases, offense, defense, special teams. If you normally win two out of the three phases, you normally win the game. Yeah. It's, a, it's a new league. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. It is a new league, and like you said, uh, and like I've stated, that teams right now are not defending out of the line, out of the perimeter, uh, as well as they once have. It's something that most teams are not addressing. Maybe it's because of the quick turnaround. Maybe it's some other reasons. Maybe it's the funky schedule, things of that nature. But we'll wait and see if that shores itself up. But a lot of teams out there are being more successful, and the Lakers – as you said, and you noted, Tom, uh, we're number one in the league in three-point shooting up until today when they actually kind of fell a little bit more towards normal, 34% from three, which is kind of what I'm expecting, maybe a little bit higher, 35 36%. I'm, I'm thinking that's what they'll end up being, right around 36 maybe even 37 I don't know if they're they're going to stay number one in the league. I don't think they are in three-point shooting. number one, but they'll improve. Yeah. Yeah, they improved. I mean, that's being if they were 36, 37 percent, that is a market improvement of what they were last year. You know, the the big difference, there's a big difference that the Lakers are doing on defense, which really affects the defense of the three point shot and so forth. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't actually worked really well so far. But if if you notice and think back to last year when we had McGee and and, uh, Howard at center, they were always playing a drop coverage which basically means the center is going to drop back down the rim. And, and as a as a ball, as a ball handler penetrates into the paint, they're not going to go out and meet that ball handler at the free throw line. They're going to drop back halfway down and just try to protect against the lob and protect against uh, the guy actually getting a layup. And it's a defense designed to give them that th- two point shot, that long two is that's what you want everybody to take. You don't want them to, like Sean was saying, you don't want to give up layups, you don't want to give up free throws, and you don't want to give up threes. 
So the Lakers are doing that, and you can see that with Gasol being out on the defense on the outside and trapping. And it's become that's a change in defense that the Lakers are struggling to get comfortable with, you know, especially guys like Trez and Gasol, um, who are not well known for their perimeter defense and don't have that lateral quickness. So this is something that is one of the things that we're doing experimentally on the defensive end that's very dramatically different. Um, and it's one of the things that we did extremely well when we have uh, LeBron, AD, and, and uh, Morris in the game. And you notice then, too, that even if you go back to the playoffs, all of our shot blocking in the playoffs did not come from JaVale McGee or Dwight Howard. It came from LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They were the ones who were blocking shots and protecting the rim. So the Lakers are in this experimental mode, and they're 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 trying to figure out which guys now can work with this this same attempt. They've bought in on the idea that we're not going to play drop coverage, um, we're not going to just protect the rim. We're going to try to challenge shots everywhere on the court, including out the three point line, because the game is that's the way the game is played today. Like Sean said, if you can't stop two of those three things, the free throws, the three-point shots, or the layups, you are going to be in trouble in this league today. Right, and right now, like I said, the Lakers are, are doing rather well considering the circumstances. It's just a matter of focus and paying attention and trying to go ahead and maybe guard a little bit better out of the perimeter. But five and two, you can't argue with that. One thing I wanted to ask you, Sean, was the play of the bench, which was markedly better this time around, even though, uh, you know, KCP was out of the lineup with the sprained ankle and Kuzma was starting in his place and Kuzma did start out hot and disappeared for virtually the rest of the game. Got to say it how it is, but the bench with all the players out there, except for Morris, Morris didn't get a chance to do very much in the game, but Harold Matthews and THT who Laker Tom and I are continually auditioning for him to get minutes, got minutes and, you know, you're seeing a lot of the ups and downs with THD, but I'm very happy to see him getting these kind of minutes. These are the games that they are meant for him to get these kind of minutes. And I'm truly happy to see the bench play right now. Harrell played very, very well today. Uh, got no complaints. Him on the offensive glass, although I think LeBron and uh, is probably a little mad that he missed a couple bunnies and blew a couple assists for him. But, you know, what? we'll take the follows and putbacks. But uh, overall, like the bench played a really good game. Absolutely, Gerald. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a far cry from, um, I believe it was the, the Portland game where the bench decided to uh, take the night off. Trez has really good numbers against the Grizzlies. Last year, he averaged 25 points a game against them. Well, I think it's so, matchups. He he struggled, yeah. and I, I heard, I think it was other show get into this, where he, you know, he struggled in his games against San Antonio. I think matchups because of his size – where can he use his quickness? Where can he use his speed? Where can he use his his hustle and energy against a team like Memphis inside against a slower Valanciunas? I think that really worked for the case today. Absolutely, Jonas to to get into happy feet mode and and was able to utilize his jump hook is really nice offensive weapon he has. Like we said, I mean, going into this game, it, it, like you guys said, it was cruise mode. I call it tea with the queen. It's, it's you know, everything's light and relaxed, and you're going through the motions and you're trying to have a good time. And then, you know, you need LeBron James to tell you that we're going into the red, and I'm flooring it right now. 
Yeah. And you're either with well, me or against me. Well, the, the Lakers are doing what they can to need to stay at or near the top of the Western Conference. And after today, because the Clippers are currently leading by 27 over the Suns, that it's going to most likely be a three-way tie at the top of the Western Conference at this point in time, unless there's a miracle comeback <clears throat> in store. But I don't think that's happening by when the Lake again, the Clippers are leading now by 29. But when it comes to it, the Lakers, again, should take this time to take advantage of the schedule and play against these soft teams, especially with Memphis being hurt. You got to give Memphis a lot of credit. They fought. They fought hard. Uh, they're undermanned. I know Magic Man sees a little bit brighter future than I do for them. Uh, it depends on who they get in the draft next year. I think that would probably change and sway my mind because I'm not as sold on Jaron Jackson as a big-time piece as you are because I just don't think he stays on the floor enough. But you got you to gotta be impressed with what Memphis brought today. But with all the Lakers out there, they should go ahead and be able to take care of this easy stretch of the schedule with quite a good record coming out of it. Absolutely. Memphis is a, is a very young team outside of a couple guys in their front court. And with John um, Morant not in the lineup, it makes it it should make it feasibly easier. But then again, focus. It's all about focus because, focus. you know, when you've seen this before, star player gets hurt, other team steps its foot way off the gas. And for the for after the Lakers got that early lead, I should say, it really seemed to be the case. You know, Gerald, I really like the direction Memphis is going. They got Desmond Bain late in the good, first Good, round. solid players. In fact, uh, I know good he's been already talked player. about as the best uh, uh, shooting guard on their team, but because nobody really likes Dylan Brooks. Uh, is. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not a big yeah. fan of Dylan Brooks. I know a lot of others are not big fans of Dylan Brooks. It takes 100 shots, okay on defense. But, yeah, I just uh, I think Desmond Bain is their future there. I think he's really solid. But, uh, yeah, Tom, I wanted to go ahead and, and finish off our conversation when it comes to the Lakers uh, this game. I mean, you know, you got to be happy with LeBron able to go ahead at nine points, and then all of a sudden you see him around with 22, just that quick burst, that quick burst when he can go ahead and turn it on. You'd like to see that from AD, but you just haven't seen it yet already. You definitely feel like AD at times is phoning it in. You know, he's. I, I saw guys going to the hoop when – he really wasn't challenging guys and protecting the rim. You know, and I, one thing I did like about the game is that even though we were missing Caruso and Kenny, which actually in some ways actually helps us because we get down to nine-man rotation. In this case, it was an eight-and-a-half-man rotation because uh, Morris only played 14 minutes. It really helps when you give guys enough time to play. You know, they, they, can, they can make their mistakes. They can get their breath. I think guys, for example, especially guys who used to be starters on other teams like Wes, it's really important that he gets solid minutes when he's in there so that he can get his stroke, he can miss a shot and not have to worry about hurrying up the next shot and so forth. And I think it's important even for Caruso. I mean, I mean for Kuzma, who uh, started off hot and then just basically never really got back into the rhythm of the game, either offensively or defensively, although he had two blocks. So he was he's shown some some ability there and and we definitely need uh we definitely need blocks from guys helping out on double teams down low especially because of the centers that we have now i think we're probably going to see the same type of play through the next through the rest of the next i think we've got 11 more games left in that 13 game stretch yeah uh, maybe it's just 10 now uh that was basically all with non-playoff teams or teams that at best 
we're a play-in team. So, you know, hopefully by the end of that stretch, everybody will have the legs underneath them. Frank will be done with all of the experimenting. We'll close games with the Death Star. Um, we'll build up big leads and, uh, and we'll get rests for LeBron and AD because they won't have to play the fourth quarter. That's the type of games that I would like to see. Those are the types of games that I'm disappointed that I'm not seeing right now. Tom, I was going to say, I think I think you're right. I think we will start to see those a few of those games, but I don't think it'll be until, you know, maybe a little bit after the All-Star break because I think what I see happening mm-hmm. is teams are really scheming against Schroeder's pick and roll with whoever, AD or, or Trez. And I, if you also notice... And, you know, I'm I'm an unabashed AD defender, so I feel like I have to come to his aid here a little bit. Teams are really – it's it's sneaky what teams are doing now by dragging Anthony Davis away from the basket. They're, they're really trying, you know, these rubs, these flare screens, anything they can do to move AD away from the basket, they're doing that. And I expect Frank Vogel – to watch a whole lot of film and and figure out a way to put guys in the right spots in those situations. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we'll see. I mean, I know they teams did that last year and and a lot of the times what we were doing at those times is we would do double switches so that you would be able to keep AD down low when something was happening up top or when you you could see him coming coming over trying to get the man that he's guarding to pull out, you know, and and you need to have some switches and moves like that. And that's what we haven't seen so far. We haven't seen those crisp rotations like we had during the playoffs where every man was covered. You know, there wasn't there was nobody open. It wasn't no. a case of scrambling to challenge shots. It means the guy was already there because they'd anticipated the rotation and and it actually made their moves. So I, I think I don't know when it's gonna happen, but I suspect it's gonna be related to whom we're playing. <laughs> yeah. It ain't going to be against the Grizzlies. No, it's not going to be against the Bulls and the Timberwolves and and all of these the Cavaliers and the teams that were that were matched up again in this little streak in January. Once we start matching up against the Nuggets and you know and the 76ers and the Celtics and so forth, that's when I think we'll see it turn. We'll we'll see Frank stop experimenting and everybody start coming back and the team getting serious about it. These are our preseason games, like it or not. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the world champion, Los Angeles Lakers, will look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com because you see the focus and the attention not being there as much as I'm sure Frank Vogel would like to see. I know he's had some strong words for the team probably behind the scenes in regards to that. But again, five and two, looking strong enough. 
I guess, would be strong enough, I think is probably the key words right there for you. And we'll take it right now. Five and two atop the yep. Western Conference as soon as the Suns decide to go ahead and throw in the towel tonight against the Clippers <laughs> because it looks like the Clippers and Suns and the Lakers are going to be five and two at the top of the Western Conference when this game is over. Yes, Sean. Gerald, as uh, the resident um, historian and stat man, I, I should note, this is the first time the Lakers are 3-0 and on the road since the 2008-2009 season. Uh, we all know what happened then, but also you got to <laughs> remember that last year they were an excellent road team. Yeah. And uh, they really, yeah, they, they were really good. Uh, they had, they went on a stretch where they were just undefeatable uh, on the road and you with know, crowds, with, with fans, crowds. In the arena. And that was with fans and with crowds, and they 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 you could see they thrived off of it, and you could see the camaraderie, and that's where the chemistry I think was built was on those games on the road that they all started to really enjoy each other's company. I don't see that as much yet, but I'm hoping that will gel and come to fruition as far as a little bit more tighter knit team. But again, uh, right now, like you said, Laker Tom, it's a feeling out process. It seems like it's pretty much, like you said, an exhibition training camp type mentality. Whatever you want to say right now, it just seems like they're going through the motions. But again, they're feeling through it. And I'm, uh, you know what? I'd rather be feeling out and going through the motions at five and two than some of the other teams right now that are obviously doing the same thing and not finding the same success. So. I'm happy right now with the Lakers right where they stand. I can always want to see better, always want to see more, but you got to admit five and two is a pretty decent start. All, all uh, circumstances right there for you. And, and I'll tell you what, I'm just so happy for it. Before we head on out, guys, I want to hear an update on what you guys are working on this week. Since it's the start of the week. Uh, Sean, I'll go with you first. Magic man. You can find him under at Lakerholics.com. So what are you working on for this week when it comes to Lakerholics.com? Thanks, Gerald. I'm looking forward to the next 10-game stretch. You know, really looking over the the overall feeling out of this season so far, the stats, who's hot, who's not, you really can't make heads or tails of trends right now. And like like you've been saying for the past few months, this season is going to be extraordinary due to the COVID issue. We've seen the Chicago Bulls have problems. Um, the Clippers staff scared. had problems today. Yes, yes, they did. I, I heard that as well. It happens when you party. Yeah, exactly. And Didn't they I have think to go back to the West Coast? Okay, according to the story, and I, I apologize for interrupting, the story is that no. they uh, several of the staff members, not the Clippers team players, but the staff members, one tested positive and the others, because they were in close contact, all had to be transported by van back to los angeles if what i'm understanding is correct while the team is right now in phoenix from utah no less i have done that they they stopped stopped in vegas on the way oh man they they could get some wings well there's more than life here in in vegas than just wings i'll just say that but i understand what you're getting i understand (laughs) i mean gerald all it's going to take is an injury here or there Laker Tom, I know you're working on some great stuff as well, but Magic Man, you got to check out his work at Lakerholics.com. And the bell has now tolled on us, but before we head on out, my friend, I want you to go ahead and let us know what you're up to or what you can be up to this week because I know you've been working on a lot of other things outside of Lakerholics, but what what you got cooked up for Lakerholics besides those witty comments you always have at Lakerholics.com. 
Well, I think what's interesting about it is that we just finished 10% of the season. Yeah. If you haven't keeping track, there's only a 72 game season. We just finished seven games. How will the next seven go? I'd like to see us win all next seven and, and really start to, to prove to be a dominant team. And I think that, I think that probably takes us close to what I was talking about, where you're done with that 13 game stretch of, of non-playoff teams. And, and hopefully, you know, when we get 20% through the season, that's probably around the time when you really want to start to play good basketball. And it'll be interesting to see which teams, you know, I think we'll see the, I think by the time we get to game 14 or 15, where you're 20% through the season, I think you're going to see teams starting to look like who is look like who they really are. Meaning that you're not going to see, I don't expect to see the Suns on top of the Western Conference. I do think that they may be a good solid playoff team, but they're not going to be the number one team. I think you're going to see the Lakers and the Clippers head to head again. It looks like on the East Coast, it's hard to tell, but I suspect that Milwaukee will will start to exert themselves. And, and you know, it's just as it's tough when you've got a, when you play a team with LeBron James, it's also tough when you play a team with Giannis Anadokounmpo because he's just got so much power inside and, and, if you don't have the right players to guard him, it becomes it becomes a long haul to try to beat a team like that unless you're you're shooting lights out, you know. So I've been looking a lot at the defense, and and I've got an article coming out tomorrow or or the next day on the Lakers' defense. Whether and the big question is, did we trade our championship defense for more offense? And uh, if you're interested in that question, read the article at Lakerholics.com. I know there was a trade-off. To what extent, we'll have to wait and see, but it definitely is something that we have to look upon and speculate on as we go forward in the rest of the season. But it was a victory tonight for the Lakers. Again, they floated through, but you know what? At the end, they turned it up a notch, and that's all they needed at 108-94 to over the Memphis Grizzlies. I do want to mention that we will be here on Tuesday for the next game between the Lakers and the Memphis Grizzlies because it's a back-to-back once again in Memphis. So we're looking forward to that. And we'll be back here again. So hopefully you will give us a listen. I'm also hoping to get Rafael Barlow sometime this week as well. So we'll go ahead and drop an extra episode here on the Lakers Fast Break channel. So look out for that. Always love his opinions on the show. And definitely, if you have any questions for us, at Lakers Fast Break, at Laker Tom, and Magic Man, what's your Twitter handle again? At I'm annoyed by Tom. What is it? At I'm annoyed by Tom. Is it what? Is that it? (laughs) At Magic Man underscore Sean. (laughs) Okay, Magic Man underscore Sean. Indeed. All right. Well, if you got a question for us, let us know. Also, look out for Jamie Sweet's five great things and all the great conversations that are had at Lakerholics.com each and every week. Want to thank Kevin Samani for liking this video and everybody out there that was watching and listening all over the world on Facebook Live. We truly appreciate it. And also our YouTube channel. We also got one, like I said, Lakers Fast Break on YouTube. You could always follow us there. If you do want to help us out, remember, you can always go and check out thrivefantasy.com and Thrive Fantasy downloaded on your app if you're interested in daily sports betting and player props on the NBA, NFL, PGA, upcoming Major League Baseball, and also esports as well. Again, that code LFB, three letters, LFB upon your first deposit, over $20 and they'll match it dollar for dollar up to $50 on that for you at LFB is that code you need to enter at Thrive Fantasy. Tuesday it's going to be the Memphis Grizzlies once again we'll be here after the game but today 
108.94. We go ahead and pull away like that car, just heading into the final lap. Decided, you know what? I've got that extra horsepower and I kicked it into gear in the back stretch. Like Magic Man said, when the flag drops, the Lakers did pull out the victory this time around 108 to 94 over the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll see you on Tuesday for game number two between the Lakers and the Memphis Grizzlies. But we'll be here post game right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs>